Thank you so much for downloading this expository-style devotional from Truth Matters Church. You can connect with us anytime at truthmatterschurch.org. This devotional is titled The Surpassing Value of Knowing Christ and is from our study in Philippians. I'm Associate Pastor Jeremy. We left off in our series with the Apostle Paul noting that all of the earthly achievements and religious prestige that he had once possessed was of no value in saving his soul. So today, let's continue looking at this and just how passionately he wanted to make the point that salvation is by faith alone. In Philippians 3, verses 7 to 9, he writes, But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Now, we know that Paul was an esteemed and influential Pharisee before meeting Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, and he possessed great influence and power in Jewish religious circles. Reference Acts chapter 22. But in this letter to the Philippians, he essentially disowns his former life, counting it as loss all for the sake of Christ and his gospel. But that really isn't all here. He goes on to say, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. The Greek word for lost here is zemia, and it implies the loss or damage to something of value. So if we personalize this, we might think of it as though we lost our home or career or life savings or maybe our health and safety. Paul is saying that none of these, nor anything else, has the slightest value in comparison to what Jesus Christ offers those who are willing to give it all up for him. He continues on, For whom, Christ, I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Again, the fact that Paul has suffered this loss indicates that these things were once important to him, likely holding high personal value. So we should pause for just a moment and consider the pain that we might feel if God asked us to give up something that we cared very deeply about or had worked really hard for. Paul was a human, after all, just like you and me, and this mustn't have been easy and required great surrender and humility. But to Paul, it was well worth the pain of loss so that he could gain Christ and may be found in him. In the end, Is there anything more valuable than our soul? After all, we take absolutely nothing from this earth when we leave, not even our skin. Paul modeled the right attitude that we should have when he says he considered these seemingly valuable things as nothing but rubbish. The word in Greek here, skubalon, is what we would use for excrement. I'm not kidding. It means dung or waste. This is the only time that this word is used in the New Testament, and it's quite fascinating, at least to me, that it would be used to describe, at least in part, Paul's life's work as a Pharisee and rigorous keeper of God's law. Think about that for a second. We should take serious note of this and, again, see how important it is that we do not put our hope for salvation in works of the flesh or in traditions of men. Paul really drives this point home here when he says, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, 
but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Again here, we see that there is zero value in self-righteousness or a righteousness of my own, as he says, gained through the works of the flesh, such as strictly following the Old Testament laws, adhering to specific traditions or creeds, or even accomplishing, quote, great things, unquote, for the Lord. The only way we obtain salvation is through the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Now let's listen to that part of verse 9 one more time. Where does our righteousness come from? God. And what is it based on? Faith. Good works and righteous living will always follow as evidence of our salvation. However, they can never replace the imperative need for a saving faith, and that faith is a gift from God. See Ephesians 2, verse 8. If accepted with a humble heart, this truth is really very freeing. We simply cannot earn our salvation. It's a gift, and it's bestowed on us by God the Father through His Son. No amount of human effort or willpower can get us into heaven. In fact, Romans 9, verse 16 says, So then it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. So then, with this, what do we do? Well, in order to be found in Him, just like Paul, We must repent and believe in Jesus Christ as the one and only full atonement for our sins. Reference Mark 1, verse 15. The word rendered repent in the New Testament simply means to change your mind for the better. Change our mind to hate our sin and believe in Christ Jesus as our Savior. Now, only after we have committed our hearts and minds to do these two things can we move on to the good works that he has prepared for us beforehand? See Ephesians 2 verse 10. And that is a very far cry from the self-righteousness that we may think we earn from the works we do apart from his sovereign plan. Again, thank you so much for listening today. We do appreciate you. We'd like to invite you to join our Friday night Bible study. It meets in Lincoln, California, and we also stream on Sermon Audio. You can find out more details at truthmatterschurch.org. Again, that is truthmatterschurch.org. Have a blessed day.